to C3 Church Hepburn Heights. We believe Jesus Christ gives life to the full and we are called to live it and share it. We pray you enjoy this message today. If you want, okay, if you have a Bible and you like following along on your device, if you can turn to John chapter 10. Otherwise, uh, we're coming up on the screens. Beautiful. Thank you. Nice. If you, if you get a little... Uh, uninterested in what I'm saying, you can watch TV. Uh, it's not going to change a lot, but you can uh, feel free. Have a, little, have a little look. And also, Purpose Circle's up behind me. Let's read from John 10. And as we start in verse 1, the Scripture actually continues without break from chapter 9. And, and so can I encourage you, if you haven't recently or maybe haven't ever, Reading John chapter 9, 10, and 11, it's just glorious, beautiful. And so we can see the power of our Savior as He opens the eyes of the blind in John chapter 9, and He does so in a way that really ticks off the religious folk. And then He's continuing this discussion with them in chapter 10, and then we, we see again the, the magnificence, the power, our Jesus who gives life, our life to the full giver. We see him then demonstrating that in chapter 11 as he brings Lazarus back from the dead. As where there was no life in him, as Jesus speaks life and life comes and our Jesus is the life giver, the life to the full giver and let us never forget who he is. And let's pick up the account here, John 10. Very truly, I tell you, this is Jesus talking. Very truly, I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by some other way is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and he leads them out. When he is Bought out all of his own. He goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they'll never follow a stranger. In fact, they'll run away from him because they do not recognize the stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. So, this is the first parable there. Jesus continues now with the the second of three parables here in chapter 10. Therefore, Jesus said again, very truly, I tell you, I am the gate. He's starting to make it a bit more explicit now. I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. Verse 10, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. But I have come, Jesus says, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full, that they may have abundant life. And I am the good shepherd, he continues. I am the good shepherd. And the good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. In our church, we have our purpose circles here. And right in the centre is our purpose statement, our why. Jesus gives life to the full and we are called to live it and share it. Jesus gives life because He is life. And our lives make sense when found in 
him. All humanity is designed to live inside the resonance of His voice. In connection to His love, life makes sense. Our lives make sense. There's an eternal picture that opens as we see Jesus for who He is. Jesus gives life to the full. Life to the full has the highest highs, but also Him walking through us through the lowest lows. It's not a cushy life of super abundance and lovely la la skipping through the daisies moments. It's a life of purpose like we could never believe. It's a life that shapes eternity and lives for something bigger than ourselves where we're not caught in the mechanism of the world, but through all He has done on the cross where we can escape being stuck in the things that matter not, but would occupy so much time would be so vivid in colour before our eyes. And Jesus calls us as He says, I am the way, the truth and the life, where we would see this, discover this, find this in Him, and then live lives like He has called us to. And and this is our why. This is in the centre of the circle here where Jesus would be the very centre of our lives. He would be the why when we wake in the morning, when we lay our head down at night, that He would be the centre, the, the central pivot point, the axis on which our lives turn. And just like when you see a bike, when, when the, you, you picture the wheel on a bike, when the hub is in the centre, that wheel spins beautifully and just just spins. When that's out of centre, then you've got all sorts of drama. And is it any wonder that our world is so messed up. When Jesus in so many lives and in so many structures of authority in our world is nowhere near the centre and so it can't help but have a limp, have a wobble because life is not created to operate as it should when Jesus is not in the centre. With Him in the centre, things begin to make sense and there is a purpose and a power for you and I. And so what does it look like afresh, even in this moment to make a decision for Jesus to be the centre of your thoughts? The life to the full giver, the one who is life. What does it look like for Jesus to be allowed to be the centre of your thought life? All that happens in your mind. And to allow Him access again. Lord, do miracles in my mind for Your glory. I need You to be center. Help me push aside everything that gets in Your way. What does that look like for You? What does it look like for for Jesus to be right in the center of Your heart? The control mechanism of Your life. Not periphery where the wheel would spin totally out of balance and we start feeling dizzy in life because we've, we've just got Jesus in a convenient place, but nothing's spinning like it should. And there's this feeling inside like it's not quite, not quite right. And, and there's this call that comes from heaven saying, come to me. Allow me to be your God, your Lord, right in the centre. Love me with all your heart, your soul, your mind and your strength. And the reality is you and I fall so short of that every day that we just keep coming back saying, Jesus, I need you to be my King. I am a sinner. 
who needs a saviour, come back into the very centre. You see, when Jesus is in the centre, man, life makes sense. And so here, his invitation today. Verse 4 says, The sheep follow him because they know his voice. Lord, would your voice be so clear and real for us? Can you just, just open your heart just where you are? Lord, good shepherd, we thank you for the imagery here in John 10 where you are shepherd, we are sheep. And if we really get in touch with how lost we are without you, then Lord, that creates a desperation to hear your voice because there is no safer place. There is no more profound place for a sheep to live than within earshot of the shepherd's voice. And so Lord, create that hunger in us to hear your voice and to follow you. Verse 27, a few verses down. Jesus again, he says, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. Man, what a beautiful daily challenge. Like it's easy to kind of say this, but if we, if we think about activating this, my sheep listen to my voice for us to, to be relentlessly, incl- our ear inclined to His voice, inclined to His voice, to then be known by Him and then to follow, to follow day by day, moment by moment that Jesus would be in the centre, that He would be enthroned in our lives, that the world could see Him alive in us. And again, Lord, I ask that You would help me that you would help us to live in this reality. And I want to I want to remind us again as we as we come back to this and we're going to sing all together in just a few moments. So life to the full is walked into step by step. Step by step, moment by moment, day by day. Choice by choice. Life to the full is walked into step by step as we listen to and follow the voice of the Good Shepherd as He calls and as He leads. Life to the full for you and I is walked into step by step, moment by moment, choice by choice as we listen to and follow the voice of our Saviour, our Good Shepherd, our Jesus, as He calls and He leads. And this morning, He calls to each and every one of us. There is a new call for today. Again, in this context, if we're going back a few thousand years thinking sheep and shepherd, there was a fresh call to come out for food each day. It's not like, oh, the sheep ate a couple of months ago. They're good. Uh, there's There's a call of the shepherd to... Lead a sheep from the safe pen where they were kept safe overnight. And then they go on this journey following these paths and the shepherd leading them to pasture, to water, with them every step on the way. And that's his mission for us as you head out to work. The good shepherd calls you to that place if you know you're in the place God has positioned you to shine his light.
He leads you into that place. He wants to lead your decisions. The way we interact with others, His glory would be manifest. The life to the full giver would rock up at your work because He's alive in you, moving through you. When we're at home, when we're at school, in all of these different contexts, the life to the full giver, our Jesus. wants us to hear His call and follow His lead. Do life so close. Hear His call. Follow His lead. This is what it is to be a Christian. Hear His call, follow His lead. We're going to sing together. Do you want to stand, please? We're going to, we're going to sing. It's a great song that Trent's written Jesus at the centre. And, and Trent, you can come and uh, you, can come, you can come a bit more in the centre, actually. It's uh, Jesus in the centre and Trent standing right next to him. It's a good deal. And what I, what I want us to do is I just want us to stand together on the altar and make a decision because following Jesus is a decision we made once and then it's a decision we make moment by moment. And I want us to stand together as a community of believers saying, Jesus, I... I'm committing myself again. Or I'm letting go of a few things where maybe things have got a bit blurry, a bit wobbly. And I want you in the centre. I want to hear as you call. I want to follow as you lead. And so can you just begin to come and, and stand? I just want us to so come right forward, right forward. And we're going to sing this song together on the altar. Don't be scared. Don't be shy. Don't be hesitant. This is a compulsory altar call. Yes, Pastor Jason. I shall come and sing and prophetically demonstrate. And so just come, pack it, pack it right in. And, and some of you will be in the aisles in the first couple of rows, but, but come as we sing, as we worship. While you're coming, we're going we're gonna to start to sing. Go for it, mate. Yes, God. Yes, God. Lord, would there be a strengthening declaration within your people today. Lord, here in this building, Lord, across your church in our city, Lord, in this great state of Western Australia, in this nation of ours, Lord, would there be a strength in your people that Jesus, you're enough. That Jesus, your victory, holds supreme. Jesus, you're the hope of the world. Jesus, you're the light of the world. Jesus Christ, you're worthy of all praise. Jesus Christ, your name is high and lifted up. Jesus Christ, great and glorious one. You're worthy of our lives.
We place you right in the center again, Jesus Christ. Be glorified just where you stand. Let there be that declaration on your lips, Jesus. You're my King. Jesus, you're our Lord. Jesus, be at the very center. Jesus, be seen in Western Australia. Jesus, be seen in my workplace. Jesus, you are the way, the truth, and the life. We thank you that you have shown the way to the Father. Thank you, Jesus, that you made a way through your life, your death, your resurrection, your ascension. I just see this picture of this. It's like this darkness in this tunnel of light just being pierced through, pierced through. And at the other end, it's like the, the perfect love of the Father beaming through the tunnel into our world. And so God, even as we're here today, would there be a deeper understanding of your perfect love for us? Father, that you love your kids. That each of us, in a sense, are like the prodigals who have run away. Father, you are there, arms open wide, waiting day by day, moment by moment with bated breath to embrace us, your kids. And so, Lord, would we receive fresh revelation on how deeply we are loved, on how our identity could not be more secure in whose we are. And God, we ask this not just for ourselves, but for our world. Would there be the light of Christ filled with the love of the Father, demonstrating the love of the Father most emphatically? Lord, would this be seen in our world? Would you be seen in our world? So just where you stand, I want you to think of, just let pictures of people you know who are distant from Christ just roll through your mind. Family, friends, work colleagues. Lord, would your love be made known? Would the Father's heart of love be seen through Jesus Christ, the life giver? And Lord, whatever part of that you want to do through me, here I am. Send me. Shine your light through me. Father, would your love be made known? Man, our world is filled with people doing all sorts of things to try and find love and acceptance. Things that cannot be found to fill the craving on the inside because it's a hunger for the Father's heart of love woven into the DNA of every human is a connection with the Creator. 
And so, Lord, again, we pray that your love would be manifest and made known. God, that those are doing all sorts of crazy stuff to try fill the void, that ultimately, Lord, they would see you. They'd hear the voice of Jesus saying, come to me, you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest, real rest. Rest that shifts the internal positioning of the soul. God, do it in us and do it through us. Through the power of your Spirit. In your name, God. For your glory. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 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 You can head, head back to your chairs, good people. Thank you for responding to the compulsory altar call. Thank you, Lord. Awesome. Thanks, Ben. Thank you, Lord. So, Trent, you can stay with us. Why don't you keep just strumming? That's beautiful. It's beautiful. Feel free if you're still moving and you see someone, you catch their eye. A smile is always a good thing to just let it free. Hugs are good too. Look at that. Thank you, Jesus. I forgot to, uh, I put my trusty pointer in my pocket. It's it's a blue pen. It was so I could point here and you could kind of cross-reference it there if this is too small to see. We're designed to live here. Everything in our world will push against this. In this passage, we see illegitimate shepherds, thieves coming to steal, kill and destroy. And There's a culture, there are illegitimate voices in our world that will want to do everything they can to keep us from having Jesus at the centre. Some of them will be okay if you have Jesus on the shelf. If we have him kind of close, just not in the centre where he can ultimately shape the world, shape our world and the world through us. Keep him in a safer place than that, other voices will say. There'll be temptations that roar. And so if you picture the, the sheep in the pen, it's like every day, it's almost sometimes moment by moment, there are, think of these illegitimate voices, these temptations. It's, it's like a, an illegitimate shepherd coming with something really yummy in its hand that the sheep would want to eat. Sheep knows this is not the shepherd, but, but when you're a sheep and you're kind of looking for something to eat and someone's hanging their hand into the pen and it looks really good and yummy, then do you kind of want to partake? And that's what our world is like every day. And every day in such a way that we would get used to the feed of the world that we're not really hungry for the things of God anymore. Where, where it's like, I, I already ate this morning, God, so I'm not really hungry. Now we ate in a way that pleased the flesh. 
And it's really easy to not hunger for the things of God, the way our world is engineered to almost force feed us. And so there are strong decisions that we must make. Determined decisions that men and women of God have made through the centuries. To be a people that would continue to, and I think we fall on our knees into this position. This isn't about our strength. This is about our weakness and His strength. This is about our surrender. Because man, I can't live anywhere near this in my strength. If we're honest with ourselves, we fall short of this. Even as you're sitting here, half the thoughts you've had in your head, you've fallen short. This is our beautiful human condition that He came to relentlessly set us free from. And so then it's another step where that thought pattern that used to plague me. Now I've just tasted a little more of the victory of Christ. I've appropriated the victory of the cross into that way of thinking. And because of that, the life of Christ is able to move through me to bless others. The more of this we have in us, the more blessed the world is through us. My goodness. Every wife here, there is no better place for your husband than to live with Jesus in the centre. You will be blessed more than any other thing. And the same in reverse. Children for parents, parents for children, friends and colleagues. And Oh, would you help us, Lord? And so there are decisions we, we make and, and the, the second... Oh, where's my pointer? It's so much better. Just wow, you feel the anointing on that. It's like, whew. It's, uh... These are the decisions we make. And, and there is a holy hunger that God wants alive in us for the second circle. These are sacred disciplines that men and women of God through the centuries have built their lives around because when Jesus is at the centre, there's a hunger that He builds in us for the Word of God, for prayer and to do life in Christian community. When we're fed on the things of the world, the hunger decreases and these then become religious duties. Feels like we're almost being force-fed by God. Because when you're not hungry, even great food, even the best food doesn't look like. And so there should, the way God's orchestrated it is that as we let Him into the sand, you see, if we're, if we're not hungry for the word prayer or discipleship community, like real accountability in Christian relationships, engaging in that space. If we're, if we're not hungry for these, then it's just a clear indication that there are other things that are just a little more in the centre. We've allowed something else to just dislodge. Because when His life is allowed to be alive inside of us, then we start looking more like Jesus and wanting the things that Jesus wants and seeing others through His eyes and and. That is how we're designed to live. And that is the most exciting place we can ever be. It's filled with sacrifice and challenge. And it's not the easiest place, but it's the place we crave for. When all the other stuff goes away and when we can be still.
still and think about what matters most and really incline our ear to the shepherd, then we hear Him call us into that place. And the reality is we need the Word of God to convict and challenge and inspire and encourage and hear God's voice, hear the voice of the Good Shepherd through the Bible. And then that shapes and aligns and kind of slaps us around like a sheep sometimes. It's almost like we're a sheep and we're eating from this illegitimate shepherd's hand and it's this pleasure that feeds us or these structures, these habits we've allowed into our lives that fall so short, but it's just a little bit more comfortable than living too radical for Jesus in the centre. And it's almost like as we then allow the Word of God to do what it so often does. It's like we're eating from the illegitimate shepherd's hand and the Word of God is just like this. Didn't sound good with the glasses. Can you hear that? I don't know. Can you? I didn't practice this, by the way. Um, just came to me. Not sure if it was a good idea or not. But sometimes we just need to be wakened to our senses and go, okay, yeah, wow. I receive that conviction. And prayer is this most frustrating and sacred space. It's probably nothing more frustrating and amazing than embracing the breadth and width and the adventure of prayer. And prayer should look like us alone with Him and and us together in quiet and still spaces and walking through the street and quietly as you're on the train. This inclination and this this understanding of what it is to pray continually. And we need His help. And so much will fight, keep us away from prayer. We'll define ourselves as, that's just not really my space. And the reality is all of these are our space as we allow Jesus to keep bringing freedom. And you're not going to start as a prayer warrior. But man, all of us should end our lives having an understanding of prayer that eclipses what it was when we were a baby Christian and to go on that journey step by step and discover what it is to pray like He calls us to pray, to have that hunger. Lord, teach me how to pray. And man, we so need each other. I, I can't under, understate how much we need each other and there is such an individualistic pull such a pull towards preference in our culture. And we have to lower those things to be able to do life in community. We've just got to let go of the non-essentials a little more to be able to see what is so much more vital to do life in community the way He's called. And where's there's an openness to say, hey, is there anything you can see in me where maybe I'm eating the wrong stuff right now? I just, I just feel stuck. Uh, can you help walk with me till I get unstuck? It's like I can hear the voice of the shepherd sometimes, but I, I'm way better at following these other voices. Can you walk with me and together we listen to and follow the voice of the good shepherd? And we, we need each other. We follow him in the way that he calls. And so today, let us incline our ear. Just where you sit, just close your eyes. 
I, so I, I want us to hear the loving call of the Good Shepherd. It's not a harsh tone. Our sin doesn't cause Him to speak to us in a harsh tone because Jesus paid the price for our sin. He dealt with the consequence. The punishment we were due, He bore that for us. And so the harshness has gone out of the tone and now it's a call. Come to me. Come follow me. Let me lead you into the life that I have purposed for you. And so, Father, as we are here today, would there be a a desire afresh in each and every one of our hearts to hear the voice of the Good Shepherd? To incline our ear and to respond. And God, for each and every one here, for my friends here today, Lord, I thank You that You are leading them and guiding them and with them in all the ups and all the downs. And where maybe even some have have got stuck and it feels like a long time since they've really followed or it's like they've been stuck in a bushel, that sheep stuck. I thank you that you are our beautiful God who leaves the 99 to go and get the one, to bring them home safe in your embrace. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Just as we sit and just let this stir and form and shape and maybe even some next steps, some things you want to change, respond to His call. Just kind of sit with that, with the Lord and and Trent's going to just sing this song over us. Thank you, Jesus. Beautiful. Thank you, Lord. Yes, God. Well, we didn't even make it to the outside circle. Can I say... As we allow Jesus at the centre and thank you for leaning in to make that decision, maybe for the first time or maybe for the billionth time, moment by moment, make that decision. and Let us be a people who the second circle, this is how we allow his fire to grow, how we're fed in him. And the outworking of all that is the outer circle. It's what fruitfulness looks like in this world. And so, Lord, would you move in us and flow through us? And I thank you that you call us to be a people who go beyond where there is a clarity in how we do life, where we are not self-focused, but we're aware 
that we're stewards of our lives. And Lord, that there is an eternity waiting of far greater value. We're here to help others see your love. And Lord, I thank you. You call us to not be influenced by our world, but to be influencers in it. And so would you shape us in that for your glory. And Lord, in our family and our friendships, would your love be manifest in us and through us. All of this for your glory. We honour you, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. It's good. Yeah. God bless you, good people. Thanks so much for joining us here on our podcast. We encourage you to let this word further help you live and share the life to the full that Jesus gives. If you want to check out more about our upcoming events, service times, locations, or to give online, go to c3hh.com.au.